Hi, I'm Tafira Jemian. And I'm Hannah Bailey. Welcome to Yeah, where we talk about YA lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club, and you're invited. So we are bringing you something a little bit unexpected this week. Uh, so last, this past weekend on Sunday, Tefra and I uh, had the opportunity to go to the Montreal Yeah Fest, which was the first uh, young adult literature festival in definitely Montreal, we think possibly in Canada. And so it was a day of going to panels and meeting authors and learning a little bit about more about what's going on in YA today and it was very very cool and so we wanted to chat with you a little bit about it. Yeah it was um, a really cool experience we're really really glad we went. Yeah it was incredible. Um, They had I think 19 authors which was uh, just really really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. It was hosted by the Jewish Public Library in Cote d'Anage. Yeah. in, in just a nice space. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was a great space, and it was a really cool mix of people who were there too. Like there were readers, there were like librarians and educators, and it was a cool it was a cool mix of people. There was at least one Montreal based uh, YA lit podcast. In yes, fact. yes, <laughs> <laughs> that um, too. Um, yeah, so the schedule consisted of of th- uh, three different time periods of panels with like five panels going on at each time um and then keynote speech by author nick stone who we're going to talk about a lot yes we're big fans now yeah um yeah so i think one of the really cool things for me at least was that we got to discover a bunch of authors that we didn't really know much about previously and we both came home with, well, I came home with more books than I really should have bought. Um, Disagree, you can never have too many. I shouldn't have spent that much money on books, let me rephrase. <laughs> Disagree. Uh, <laughs> um, but also no regrets, because I've read 1.8 of them already, and they're great. Um yeah, so it was very cool for that, and it was really cool to kind of get some perspectives on the genre and on their work from a bunch of authors, and yeah, we just had a really incredible time, and we're excited to talk about it. So which panels did you go to, Taffer? So the first panel, I got there late, uh, because reasons, um, I'm, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and <laughs> uh, so I, I saw about half of the first panel, um, Playing by Somebody Else's Rules, Retellings, Historical Fiction, and Established Worlds. Uh, For full disclosure, I went to that panel because I got there late. I was sort of glancing indoors as people opened them, and I noticed that my friend Alyssa Rossellini was uh, um, moderating that panel. And I was like, oh, Alyssa, I didn't actually know what panel it was when (laughs) I went in. But I'm really glad I went to it. Um, It was with... uh, Danielle Page, Sandra Gulland, E.K. Johnston, and Carl Kershaw. Um, I ended up going to all of E.K. Johnston's panels. You did, yeah. Kind of by accident. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I wasn't deliberately following her, but I don't regret it. Yeah. The second one I went to after the lunchtime 
was Tough Stuff, which we both went we to. We both went to that one, yeah. Um, and it was uh, about great. About addressing difficult subject matter. Uh, the panel was Nick Stone, Brendan Kiley, Samira Ahmed, E.K. Johnston, and Monique Polak. We ended up buying books from nearly all of these authors. Yeah, between us, <laughs> yeah. four of the five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh-huh. The uh, and the third one I went to was um, Crash Course in Adulthood: Coming of Age Stories from All Kinds of Perspectives, with again E.K. Johnston, Vicky Van Sickle, Vicky Grant, Samira Ahmed, and Gloria Chow. And so I went to the first panel that I went to was I was actually really glad that Teffer went to the. Um, the playing by someone else's rules because I was trying to decide between that one and the one that I did go to which was a mini panel called the ties that bind and it was about family relationships in YA which is something that we've been really interested in exploring so I was excited to hear about that it they talked about that but we also it ended up being really funny this panel because there were so there were three authors the authors were Vicky Grant Brendan Kylie and Samir Ahmed um, and there were only three participants in the panel because <laughs> uh, it was it was like early in the morning and not everyone was there yet. And it was the last one at the end of the hall. Um, but it ended up being really cool because we ended up just kind of having a conversation with us and the authors. Um, and they were really rad folks. Uh, and then the second one I went to was Tough Stuff as well. And it was incredible. And we're going to talk about it a lot. And then the last one I went to was another mini panel. Um, and it was called Teen Queens, and so it was about kind of, like, powerful young women in YA. Um, and it was with Amy Friedman, uh, Teresa Toten, and Sandra Golland. And, yeah, and then Nick Stone gave a keynote, which was incredible. There was also a short introduction at the beginning by, um, by Danielle Page, which was also really cool. Um, and I'm going to mention that a little bit, too. Well, I don't. Since you were there <laughs> for that, and I was not. I Danielle Page was in the uh, the fantasy panel. Oh, cool! The, playing by somebody else's rules. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed her. Um, why don't you? Why don't we just kind of go through chronologically? And, yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, so one of the things that she said that I really liked her introduction was very short, but um, but she was talking about how it's really cool that uh, like YA being a fan of YA like. 10, 15, 20 years ago used to be kind of like you sitting in the corner in the library on your own. Um, and now it's it has morphed into this kind of global community uh, where where you can connect with other people who are passionate about the same things and that that is really cool. Um, and so I thought that that was interesting and, and I liked that a lot. Yeah, that is, that is really interesting and I like that a lot. I feel like yeah. that's, that's like the real... It's exciting to be a YA fan now because mm-hmm. it feels like all, like all of us who spent all our time in the library looking for uh, relatable experiences are now like as adults finding each other and yes. like giving our kids YA books and yeah, it's, it's exciting. And there's more there's more opportunities to like connect with authors and. Yeah, something that she struck me was saying that when she was a kid, like, she never would have dreamed of being able to meet one of her favorite authors. Right. Um, and so I think that's, I think it was starting to become a thing when I was a teenager. I got to meet Tamara Pierce when I was about 15, and that's it was, like, cool. the best experience ever. I was so happy about it. 
Um, and I like showed her some fan art I yeah. made and it was really lovely. Um, but so it's really cool that experiences like that are becoming more more accessible and more common, mm-hmm. which is really neat. And I was really struck just kind of overall during this at how friendly and eager to chat all the authors were. Yes. Just like not just being polite, but like warm and and, and accessible really- and like also you could have talked with an author and then a little later they'd see you and be like, oh, hey, like about this thing. Like it was just mm-hmm. it was it was so uh, there was such a camaraderie. Yeah, really. Yeah. Like they were really eager to connect with readers as well, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Actually, that's we, we talked about this a little bit afterwards. I think that like often like you feel like like people that you admire are like you're going to be like bothering them or like wasting their time by being I think you're so great. Um but they were like genuinely like super super excited to hear from people who liked their work and or liked what they had to say yeah. and that was that was really cool yeah another really fun mm-hmm. thing overall was how uh, especially like especially in the tough stuff panel i think but also mm-hmm. in the in the one that i was at the crash course in adulthood um they were just having such a blast yes like the panels would turn into these like really interesting conversations between the authors and they would Mm be also just really funny like they'd be joking with each other and ragging on each other and like it was just Mm -hmm. fun like it felt very informal Mm -hmm. um it felt very free uh yes and it just like yeah it was very it was just a very cool atmosphere Mm -hmm. So do we want to get into the meat of some of our highlights of things that we heard? Sure. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I missed half of the playing by someone else's rules panel. I may not have missed half, but I missed certainly the beginning, Mm -hmm. the opening remarks. I really liked, um, like, there was a big conversation around how being in an established world. So for, I think it's um, Sandra Gulland, who's a historical fiction author who writes about uh, yeah, about um, Josephine Napoleon. Yes. Yeah, I saw her in a different uh, jo- panel. Yeah. Josephine Bonaparte, Josephine Napoleon. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so Napoleon's <laughs> stepdaughter. Napoleon's wife, Josephine. Oh, she also has a book she about also Napoleon's has book- stepdaughter. Yes, yes. Uh, that's so the one a- that she was talking about in the panel yes. that I was at. <laughs> so she, okay. her, her first novel, uh, or her first historical oh, fiction novel, okay, was cool. about Josephine Bonaparte, and then her, her second one, which mm-hmm. actually uh, she had been approached to write, oh, cool. is about Hortense, uh, mm-hmm. Josephine's daughter, yeah. Yes. Um, so she writes a historical novels, and then E.K. Johnston, who just wrote the... Um, Oh my God! Where did the where did the word go? It's the Star Wars novel. And uh, I Ashoka. Rem- Ashoka. There we go. Yeah. Ashoka. I'm I'm Ashoka. Not, I'm not a good Star Wars. Oh, maybe Wars it was fan. Ashoka. It's yeah. spelled Ashoka. God, everybody who knows everybody who knows Star Wars is laughing. We're sorry. At us. We're bad, bad people. <laughs> I have seen <laughs> the first Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah. Ashoka. Okay. Ahsoka. It's A H S O K. Oh, I flipped this. And I also heard Johnston say it like, you know, seventy times, and I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she was talking about. I mean, especially with the Star Wars world, mm-hmm. with the George Lucas A being very um, detail oriented in how he builds his worlds and what the mm-hmm. rules are, and then the fandom also being really, yeah. Um, 
serious about there being rules that that mm-hmm. you know she felt um very much a restriction in that sense but also uh, what and then um i think the other two on the uh on the panel danielle page and carl kershaw both do um dc comic stuff so mm. danielle you know, page also does the wizard of oz novels yes doesn't she? Yeah, yeah yeah so talking about just having these established worlds and how it's both sometimes restrictive and challenging but sometimes mm-hmm. really liberating because you kind of already have a framework yeah. and you're not sort of you know creating out of nothing that is just a very mm-hmm. different challenge from um creating a world you know from world mm-hmm. building uh, I thought that was really interesting yeah that's and really cool. another thing I loved that came up again and again in that mm-hmm. panel uh, was talking about how YA is a fun genre because there are no rules like I, th- I think yes. it was Carl Kershaw said something about just like YA is fun because you can do absolutely anything like it's the it's the one genre where you can be like I'm gonna write a novel about Abe Lincoln but he's in space and also he's a vampire and the YA <laughs> publisher will be like great cool. <laughs> like that there's just yeah. this real freedom mm-hmm. um and it was just it was a nice note to start off on mm-hmm. because it was really just four people being like yeah YA is so fun to write because mm-hmm. you really can do whatever you want as a writer. And uh, and I think that's one of the things that's really appealing as a reader, too. Mm-hmm. That you really can, like, find whatever you want. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah. you know, you want to find Cinderella in space. There's a retelling of Cinderella in space. <laughs> like, that's Cinder. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I have yeah. not read that one. Uh, me neither. But it's Cinderella in space. I did not know it was Cinderella <laughs> in space. Uh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the panel that I was at was um, was about family relationships in YA, and I'm actually like blanking on a lot of the specific things that they talked about. But they talked a lot about how kind of their families influence their writing and how they how they write about things. Brendan Kelly was talking about how it's funny because there are no dads in any of his books, and so his dad called him once and was like, "Should I be worried about this?" <laughs> um, but one of the things that I remember that really struck me from that panel that was interesting, especially now reading, reading, I read her book now. So Samir Ahmed was talking about how family plays a really good role in her most recent, but I think it's also her debut novel, which is Love, Hate, and Other Filters. Um, and so it's about a, I think she's 17, a 17 year old girl uh, in like rural America, small town America, um, dealing with high school and with her relationship with her parents and also with growing Islamophobia. Um, So she talked about how she enjoyed writing that character and that novel because it's kind of she can deal with these difficult issues throughout the book like Islamophobia um, but also on top of that her characters are just dealing with all the things that teenagers deal with um, and and navigating parental relationships and all that so I thought that that was I was struck by that and also um then reading it I was like yeah she does a very good job of that so we're probably going to talk about that book later uh it's excellent I was just I was going to move on to the second panel which I think we both loved yeah uh which was super great yeah um so it was it was uh the tough stuff so they were talking it was authors who deal with difficult subject matter in their books um so, 
uh, Brendan Kiley was talking about his book, his most recent book, Tradition, which deals with um, like toxic masculinity and misogyny at a Catholic boarding school. Um, and I just read it. Uh, yes, I, and I, I just finished, it. and it's it's very very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Samir Ahmed, whose book I just mentioned, so she is dealing with racism and also bullying uh, in her book. And Nick Stone, who is dealing with racism and police brutality in her book. Um, and do you want to cover uh, the other ones? Sure, yeah. I mean, that's Nick Stone's book, uh, Dear Martin. Yes. And then she also has a, a second book coming, coming out, out that we're very excited about. We talked yes. with her about it a little bit. Um, E.K. Johnston talks about, was talking mostly about Exit Pursued by Bear. Yeah. Um, which is about sexual assault, which I have mm-hmm. started. Okay. Um, uh, but I, I haven't gotten really into it. I mean, I haven't. I, I am really into it. I haven't gotten far into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Monique Polak, who uh, writes her first novel, was about um, uh, about the Holocaust and about mm-hmm. her mother, who's a Holocaust survivor. And the second yes. one is about domestic violence, mm-hmm. which I actually I, I do really want to read that. I'm yeah. very interested in it. Um. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really interested to, uh, I'm interested to read both of them. But she was talking about how, um, I think the first one was influenced a lot by her family history, mm-hmm. and I think deal she said with dealing with holding tensions between, um, like kind of maintaining your morals in a really awful situation, and kind of dealing with the tension of in her family history, if her grandfather had kind of held to his convictions more strongly, he wouldn't have survived. Um, uh, right, that's her. Her grandfather was. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. He, Do you remember his name? No, but he was an he's artist a, yeah. who was forced basically to do propaganda art for the Nazis, and that's and and she's Jewish. Her family's Jewish, and so that's how her family survived the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she talks about holding those tensions and wrestling with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the thing that struck me the most on this panel. Um, mm-hmm was talking about the word controversial. Yes. So one of the first questions that the the moderator gave, and I, I don't remember the question specifically, but I remember that she said something about, you know, addressing controversial subject matter, and it was a very mm-hmm. general question, you know, an yeah. opening question. And uh, I can't remember if it was Kylie or Stone who addressed it first, um, Nick Stone or Brendan Kylie. But yeah, it was one of them. Essentially right away... Someone was like, or it may have even been Samir. Everybody echoed it. Was, it was one of them, yeah. yeah. I think it might have been Nick Stone or Samir Ahmed. Yeah. But, um, but right away just said, uh, there are no controversial topics because, mm-hmm. you know, sexual assault is lived experience. For, it was. It was Samir yeah. Ahmed. Uh, yeah. uh, Islamophobia is lived experience for so many little children. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, police... Uh, brutality and racial profiling is just reality and Mm -hmm. then Brendan Kiley said that um, if you call a topic controversial you need to look at your own life and see where you are not making space for other people's experiences and why Mm -hmm. you feel uncomfortable with hearing about bad things that happen to other people yes um and and sort of everybody glommed onto that and very resoundingly was like yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that yeah, he had a very good quote, actually, in the first panel that he was talking about how he said, I forget exactly, but I think this is close to his words. The people who struggle with these topics are people who aren't accustomed to struggle. Yes. Um, and I was like, oof. 
I'm not. I'm very glad that Hannah was taking notes because (laughs) I, the night before Yathest, left my phone on a bus. And um, and then because I'm very mm-hmm. used to having my phone, I didn't put a p- per pen in my purse. Yeah. So uh, I'm really glad that Hannah was there taking notes because I was completely incapable of taking notes. Yeah, I didn't take <laughs> as many as I, I wish I'd had a pen and a, and a notebook, actually, because I felt bad taking notes during a panel because it looks like I'm texting, but I'm not texting. I'm just <laughs> writing down the brilliant thing that you said. So any of our <laughs> panelists, if you saw Hannah on her phone, she was not texting. She was writing down the brilliant things you said. Yes, I'm that sure is you're all true. listening to this. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, yeah, that so this that panel was just so rich and it's, so. it's hard to touch on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the other... The other topic, the other sort of thread in that panel that I really liked is um, is the authors, I think almost all of them were talking about writing towards hope. Yes, 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 Um, yes. Because I think think it might have been prompted by a question about like, well, like, why do you, like, is it hard? Or like, why do you write about like such like sad, awful topics? Mm -hmm. And so they were talking about how, well, they think that these stories are really important to be told, for one thing, but that they... They were all kind of saying that they approach it from from a perspective of writing towards hope. Uh, and I was really struck by that because I think it's a really beautiful idea. Yeah. But also, I think that that's part of why I really like reading YA, especially YA that deals with difficult issues. Mm-hmm. Because often, and I was actually talking to Nick Stone about this afterwards, often books that are written for adults about tough topics like racism and sexual assault and what have you else... Um, are just really, really depressing. Yeah. Uh, and really kind of awful. And, I mean, n- not awful, but they, they make you feel they're, awful. They're painful to read. They're, they're very yeah. painful to read. And not that not that YA that deals with these topics isn't painful to read, but, but I think that in that genre, for some reason, there are so many authors that are really good at writing books that really bring to light difficult topics but that also leave you with a feeling of like maybe the world's not going to be shit forever. Yeah. Uh, and I really like that. Yeah. I think it was Nick Stone who brought up that idea initially in yeah. the panel and uh, and she said it was in the context when she wrote Dear Martin. Mm-hmm. She wanted to write a book about uh, a young black boy and she said even though, you know, that's not her she's she's black but she's uh, a woman and mm-hmm. she said even though it wasn't her particular experience that she has two sons mm-hmm. and she wanted to write the book for them. Yeah. And and that seemed to be one of the reasons she really wanted to write into hope because mm-hmm. she wants hope for her children. Yeah. Um I'm always really torn on the the you know adult books being bleak because mm-hmm. at the on the one hand like I think there's a place for books that say like, nope, this just sucks. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. There's no silver lining here. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm trying to remember who said specifically, but someone was talking about just having a responsibility when you're writing for young adults yes. to not write hopeless stories. Yes. I forgot um, who was that said that. Because it's already just such a, a difficult time and a, and a time mm-hmm. of feeling really powerless and a time of yeah. a lot of change. Um and I, I mean, I, I like that, and I think that's true, and I think that it's important to write about, you know, the the difficult things in life in a way um, that makes it clear that that's not all there is to life, and mm-hmm. uh, um, and also that like the the rage and the powerlessness you feel around mm-hmm. them 
can inspire you to action um yeah and inspire change Mm -hmm. um i know one of the things that that they talked about at the end in response to a question Mm -hmm. which i asked um was was talking about sort of um uh well they got into it it wasn't the direct it was the question Mm -hmm. didn't relate to it but talking about sort of ethical treatment of your characters yes and that one of the ways yeah one of the ways that they write about difficult things without getting too bleak without getting too focused on one Mm -hmm. thing um is by remembering that every character has a whole story yeah um which is kind of what you were talking about with Samira Mm -hmm. Ahmed's book being about Islamophobia but also about family and growing up Mm -hmm. and we talked about that a little bit, talking about Hate You Give as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking about Hate You Give, actually, when they were talking yeah. about that. Yeah. Because I think that book is one that does a really good job of that. And one of the things Nick Stone said was, like, if you treat your characters like shit, what does that say about you as a person? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, totally. And uh, sort of on, on that on that that track ek jameson said a thing that we both we both appreciated she was she was talking about how the most common piece of fan mail she gets which just kind of like breaks her heart is that um is people write to her thanking her for not killing the queer black girl in one of her books and she's like I think she said that bar is on the floor. Like, yeah she was like yes I step over it but that bar is on the floor yeah (laughs) yeah um and so and so what she said kind of expanding on that she was like yeah in my books like if there's a character of color like nothing bad is really gonna happen to them yeah because <laughs> she said like it's 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 the white dudes who uh mm-hmm. who get the terrible things mm-hmm. um which is i think just a way of maybe i mean not that we want terrible things to happen to anyone but uh but imagining a different world yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I loved uh, one of the things. So Brendan Kylie talked about this in the panel, and then I saw it in Reading Tradition, mm-hmm. which I just finished. Uh, he says one of the things that's very important to him is if he's going to write an example of a negative experience, mm-hmm. which in this book is, is sexual assault, is ignoring consent. Yeah, He wants to also have an example of yes. consent where you know Mm -hmm. it's someone saying like oh do you want to have sex and the other person being like nah not really not feeling it Mm -hmm. and the first person being like okay yeah Yeah, i really liked that i forgot about that till just now um Um, yeah gotta say like this is i think the rest of the panelists said this also but like Mm -hmm. for a straight white guy yeah like he's really okay (laughs) he's like he is yeah he's pretty i actually i i bought one of his books and i got him to sign it uh when when there was the the signing time and i i told him i was like so this is the first book written by a man that i have been excited to read in a very long time (laughs) and he took he took it great he was like i take that as a really high compliment yeah i was like yeah it was meant as one yeah it's i mean it's honestly just so encouraging to see a straight white guy especially a straight white dude writer because like there are so yeah. uh, it's so easy to be lazy as a straight yes. white male writer it is so easy to just write your own experience mm-hmm. um which i mean i don't i don't, obviously i don't know kylie's experience he you yeah know. but um but it's so easy to like write lazy writing and mm-hmm. and get it out there yeah. Um, and he does not do that. He engages and learns and um, mm-hmm. is respectful. And, yeah. and that's just 
uh, I mean, again, really... that bar is on the floor. Um, yeah, but, he, but he leaps over but he, it. Yeah, <laughs> he, he goes pretty far over it. Uh, yeah. yeah, one of the things that he was saying, I forgot if it was in that panel or the other panel that I saw with him. Um, he was talking about how an experience when he was like 17 reading Frankenstein in his English class and and reading the the scene where the villagers kind of chase the creature away um and and he talks about how he had a moment there where he was like wow when have i been one of those people um and and he was saying a little bit i think that like one of his projects with his books is to try and get people to ask that question yeah which i think is really really great yeah and a really good example of like using your privilege well yeah Um, Yeah, he was, I think he was talking about that around the question of, like, uh, if you are calling something controversial, you know, you need to think about why you're uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, yeah, I just, again, I just loved what came up again and again of just, like, something making you uncomfortable does not mean it's controversial. No. Um, It probably means you need to spend time with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, people call like uh, uh, queer content in television oh, controversial, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I think they were actually <laughs> like, or something was said that kind of reminded me of that. Is they were talking about like there has to be so much violence before something gets an R rating slapped on it. But like, if you've got two two girls kissing, yeah, like immediately, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was just it was a really powerful panel. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, a really good group of people yes uh, yeah definitely the highlight of the yeah. day yeah man like I was just looking at it and I'm just like I can't I, I was gonna there's not even one person on that panel that I can be like yes that I mean except next tone but like she really won me over in the keynote too yeah, her keynote <laughs> I feel like it's great. not fair to be like her because she, I, she, she also twice as much yeah but she's incredible mm-hmm. um but yeah that was just it was very very good it was really great yeah, yeah convinced us to buy all of their books so i i wish i had bought more yeah Yeah. topics of high importance a podcast where we get high and explore food science gaming pop culture and beyond filled with super tangents forgetful flubs and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple topics of high importance on the upford network Join us, won't you? <laughs> Hi, I'm Tristan Damour. You might know me from the Scrum Podcast. Hi, I'm Harrison Milo Jason. You might know me from, uh, anyway. So we're here to tell you about a new podcast miniseries called Hebemus Pod. It's a show about HBO's The Young Pope. Every episode, we'll feature a guest viewer to talk about an episode. Will they have a fresh perspective on the show? Two years after it aired? We sure hope so. It's very simple. We talk about three things. A highlight, a low light, and the very famous Cherry Coke Zero character of the episode. Yes, yes. Uh, and we hope you tune in right here on the Upford Network. So, last panel? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the one that I went to was called Teen Queens, and it was, um, it was basically about like, like authors who write about the popular girls, which I found interesting. Um, and one one of the things that one of the authors uh, said, which I found, which I found pretty interesting, and I'm like, well, maybe I should 
pick up one of her books is um so this Teresa Toten was talking about how she finds it interesting to like examine those girls who people view as kind of like bulletproof and have everything and kind of examine what's going on with them Mm -hmm. uh so i found that i found that interesting uh what was your panel tougher (laughs) my panel um sorry i thought you had more more come in there uh my panel was crash course in adulthood and it was really fun it was in the same room Mm -hmm. as the uh as the the controversial topics it wasn't even called that i'm just calling it that now yeah jeez i did not learn my lesson tough stuff panel Mm -hmm. And it had uh, a few of the same people. It had Samira Ahmed and E.K. Johnston again, but also uh, Gloria Chow, Vicky Van Sickle, and Vicky Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a panel on coming-of-age stories. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it did not stay strictly on coming-of-age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it was a really interesting and fun discussion. Um, mm-hmm. We spent <laughs> a lot of time... Uh, uh, I mean, it was five women, and they spent some time talking about the various breast advice their mothers had given them, because one of the questions was like... Um, oh, that's amazing. Uh, tell a story from your teenage years. Mm. Uh, yeah. Which, um, I think it was Vicky Grant absolutely won. And <laughs> I'm just going to make sure that it was Vicky Grant and that I'm attributing this right. Yes, Vicky Grant. Um, mm-hmm. I am going to take the airtime to tell this story because it is insane. Do it. I haven't heard this story, so I'm excited. <laughs> so, Vicky Grant said when she was about 14, you know, she looked about 12. She she mm-hmm. had not hit her puberty yet. She had a, a mouth guard and glasses and orthopedic shoes. <laughs> and she was going to see one of her favorite bands in town and somehow ended up going with one of the popular girls in her class <laughs> who she said, like, she looked like she was 12 and this girl looked like she was, like, 17 was, like... Mm-hmm you know, tall and well-dressed and, and very, like, understood how things worked to make yourself look grown up. And uh, they missed the last bus to go home. And as 14-year-olds do, made the brilliant decision to hitchhike. Hitchhike home. And uh, and the car that pulled over for them was full of men, you know, a five-seater car with five men in it. <laughs> grown men and these two 14 year old girls uh, sat on their laps and she said you know somehow they did actually take them home like where they were going and let them out mm-hmm. and as they were letting them out she realized that they were also wearing the colors of the local biker gang <laughs> and uh, and Vicky Grant said she's pretty convinced that she saved them you know by looking like she was 11 they were just like oh we don't want to <laughs> You know, we don't want to get in that kind of trouble. So oh, the, the, everybody just kind of went <laughs> for a while. Uh, my God, if we have any teenagers listening, don't do that. Don't do don't that. Do. I mean, regardless of whether or not you're a teenager, don't. I mean, especially you know, if you're an adult, you're you can make your own choices. But yeah, like, if you're true. a teenager, like, don't. Don't do that. Don't. Not a good idea. It turned out well, but that doesn't mean it will always turn out well. Yes. Um, but anyway, actually, the conversation became quite a lot of talking about writing, uh, talking mm-hmm. about where and how you write, talking. Mm. Um, Alyssa was also actually uh, moderating Moder- this oh, panel. Cool. And one of the questions she asked was, what is the worst writing advice you've ever gotten? <laughs> uh, which okay. I found really, I, I loved that mm-hmm. because the two the two ones that stuck in my head, I think it's E.K. Johnston said, um, mm-hmm. uh, write what you know is the worst writing advice because like 
that's so limiting mm-hmm. it was right what you are willing to research the hell out of <laughs> <laughs> is the more accurate yeah um, and I loved that because mm-hmm. right what you know is something I remember hearing a whole lot as a teenager mm-hmm. and being like I know nothing I go to school and I go to church like yeah. that is all I do with my life um and I think that really kind of like limited me and, mm-hmm. and reduced my confidence um because mm-hmm. as a teenager I really wanted to be a writer mm. uh and then the other one was if you don't write every day how can you call yourself a writer um that was from uh, uh Vicky Van Sickle mm-hmm. and um she was just like you know some people write every day and some people think and think and think and think and think and research and research and research and then write Mm -hmm. which E.K. Johnston says she just thinks and thinks and thinks and thinks and then she goes to her brother's cottage for a week and writes her first draft yeah yeah and then everybody was mad at her um (laughs) uh but it was just it was fun Mm -hmm. um yeah, fun just discussion around writing, mm-hmm. fun discussion about how much of yourself you put into a book. Mm-hmm. Or like if you're not putting a lot of yourself into a book, how mm-hmm. how do you write it? Yeah. Um, uh, it was just, it was good. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so those were um, the panels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then there was the keynote by Nick Stone, which was brilliant and she's brilliant and we love her <laughs> god she just sat cross-legged on a table to give her keynote yeah she's, she's a- just like the coolest person and we're <sighs> we're big fans now she's wearing really good lipstick yeah um she told me that she liked my outfit and i almost died <laughs> i liked her outfit yes exactly also yours yours, yours was also good well thank you <laughs> um so she she talked about a few different she was talking kind of about the process of writing Dear Martin um and kind of what led her to do it and that was really cool uh she her advice is that writing a book on like on commission is a terrible idea <laughs> so she she this was this was a good story she talked about how when she wrote dear martin she'd actually she'd written another book and pitched it to a publisher and the publisher was like oh like we like your voice and your characters and stuff but we're not really we don't love this story are you working on anything else and she kind of just like pulled this idea that had kind of been in the back of her head well because her agent out. said like yes she's working on something <laughs> yes. else and she was not yeah uh. <laughs> Um, so then she like pitched this book and she said she had to write two chapters in like a couple of days and then, and then they bought it uh, and then she had to write it in, in like eight, eight weeks. weeks, she said. Yeah. Um, but so she talked one of the, I think the main, the main thing she talked about in her keynote, which was really cool, was her kind of mnemonic for her guide for writing about difficult topics, yeah. uh, which was rhinos, which was great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And she also talked about how rhinos are chubby unicorns, and we Which we enjoyed are. that. Uh, <laughs> and oh, can I just put something in there? Yes, I got very excited that her favorite animal is rhinos because my favorite animal is hippos, Ooh. and I collect hippos. Yeah. Like I have a collection of hip of hippo figurines and planters and stuff, mm-hmm. and it just made me feel like like she and I might be deeply connected. <laughs> Yeah, hippos, rhinos, they're pretty similar. They are. One of them has a horn, one of them swims. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so her 
Her acronym was, so R was for you have to have a reason for writing about what you're writing about. Uh, so you have to, you have to have a point, basically. Uh, her H was humility. Um, I was investigative savvy. So doing mm-hmm. a research, uh, she talked about talking with young black men uh, and interviewing them in the process of her book because... Uh, as we were saying, she said, like, of course, she's black, but she's not a young black man. And that's a different experience. Um, uh, nuance was N. Uh, o was optimism. So, again, that, that idea of kind of writing towards hope. And S was self-care. Uh, so she apparently watches a lot of cat videos. <laughs> and babies. The tag and baby cute videos. baby on Instagram. I think I squealed out loud when she said that because she was talking about how you can just see so yeah many, if you, if you, so many photos of little oiled up babies like like little greased turkeys yeah okay. and I, I again feel deeply connected to her because I have frequently thought that little greased up babies look like little little, little greased up turkeys I guess you're a vegetarian so you don't have as much experience with greased up turkeys but, I mean my family yeah. makes turkey for Thanksgiving yeah, and yeah, Christmas okay. I, okay. I'm not like intimately connected with the turkey but I have seen it <laughs> Um, but that was ex- just uh, I'm you know babies yeah yeah babies always the best yeah um yeah did you have anything to add about the keynote um I loved it because I mean this whole the whole day really but especially the keynote made writing feel so accessible yes and I find so often when writers talk Mm-hmm. They make it seem really exclusive. They make it seem like a special club. That, yeah. That, that like, you can only write if you get up at 6 a.m. and write for an hour. Mm-hmm. And only write what you know, so you have to have an interesting life. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, I'm remembering that pretty recently. I'm not, I'm not going to say where. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. who. But I was at a talk by a novelist who was mm-hmm. talking about what writing a novel is like. Um, and who just made it sound... Like, you need to have 10 years yeah. to sacrifice completely. Mm-hmm. And so it was It was really exciting to hear uh, from an author who, you know, is, is successful, is a New York Times bestseller, mm-hmm. um, is clearly very talented, and yeah. who, you know, realistically had to knock out a book in eight weeks because mm-hmm. that was what her contract was. And... Um, and did I it. just, I mean, yeah, yeah, and did it, and did it beautifully. And I mean, I know there's the editing process after. Yeah. Like the first draft is not a, a finished book, um, mm-hmm. as anybody who watches Jane the Virgin knows. Yes. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I feel like that's one of the really wonderful things about the YA genre, mm-hmm. is it makes yeah. it feel as though anything is possible. Yes. And yeah. that's really what YA Fest felt like to me, was mm-hmm. just like, do you have a story? Great. It's yeah. possible. The author and the authors were so encouraging too. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think I forget the exact phrasing, but during during her keynote, one of the things Nick Stone said was like, "Okay, you all go write, write, write books, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> write books about important things." Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Exactly. Like you were saying, I wasn't expect that wasn't something I was expecting from it. Um, because I like I also dabble in writing a little right. bit, um, and yeah, it was very it was very like encouraging and like yeah, you can do this if you want to yeah, which was very cool and co- and concrete having that concrete yes. example of like mm-hmm. yes, I did this, this is how I did this, mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I mean, this is, this is just my own little thing that came mm-hmm. from Yafest. I get excited about young adult literature. So I have a BA in literature. I studied mm-hmm. literature. I studied mostly modernism, um, mostly poetry, which I, I love mm-hmm. and I'm very invested in. Um, but when you study literature, there's such a sense of just like, this is like a great calling that you have to have like this huge dedication to and this sort of like you have to do nothing else with your life which is Mm -hmm. silly because like William Carlos William was a doctor like many of many of the famous writers had Had other other professions yeah Yeah. um and you have to like it becomes very much about the writing and less about the story Mm -hmm. and the reason that I love to read YA lit is that it's about the story yes and the writing serves the story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that English literature has kind of gotten away from. Mm-hmm. And it's become the story serves the writing. And you can have a whole novel about just some dude having a midlife crisis and drinking scotch and like <laughs> having an affair. I mean, which is just like a boring story. Yes. Um, and, you know, sure, you can have beautiful writing, but like... Mm-hmm. I, yeah um and there's something really wonderful about this whole genre that's you know kind of looked down on just like historical fiction I love for the same reason like it's about telling good stories it's about telling good stories and and Mm -hmm. you know and like many of the authors do write beautifully right but yeah yeah but it's about it's about telling a good story yeah and the like, like I said, like the writing serves the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the better your writing is, the better you're going to tell your story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just encouraging. It's mm-hmm. an encouraging genre. It's um, an exciting direction. And it was really, really mm-hmm. fun to have just a whole bunch of people there celebrating it. Yeah, it was so, so cool. It was yeah. a great experience. And we are, yeah, we're really glad that we went. And we'll also put, uh, I'll put a link to Yafest's Twitter, if you're not Twitter. Uh, I think they're on Twitter as well. Anyways, their social media in case you're in Montreal and hopefully it's going to happen again. We don't know for sure, but but it would be great if it did. Yeah, absolutely. We want this to happen again and again and again. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for listening to Yeah. If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi, send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also tweet at us, and you can follow us on Twitter at yapodcast, or individually, uh, Teffer's at TefferBear, and I'm at TheBalesosaurus. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, and by sharing this episode with a friend, it really helps us get the word out. Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com. This episode was produced and edited by Tom Zlatnai as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com.